0: To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash switch. That's mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: Danny, Hello. Emily. Hi. How did you know each other? And why do you look so terrified? <laughs> I'm
2: not. I'm like, <laughs> I'm so happy because I missed you guys. Um, we did a little trip together in Berlin ages ago now like what five years no four years ago yeah for five. extra butter it was for extra butter? Wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait.
1: Yeah, yeah you mean bread and butter yeah bread and butter
2: bread and butter you know extra butter extra is like a butter. shop in new york
1: well okay fine okay it's okay. a jet it's the jet lag from paris it's, that's, that's yeah, at yeah. you one the hour. hour
2: no there was they have like a what would you call it like a convention yes
1: yeah, so a zolando who's a big like european yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. e-tailer yeah that's really what i didn't make that up yeah e-tailer they had like <laughs> a a press show so you can go there and like you know buy this season's range. it's kind
2: of like a complex con but it
1: was le- that was the first fu- that was the first time they'd made it public facing it was right, always right. like it was a the show only time as well and it's right? the only time yeah time. we shut it down they never, They could never do better than emily exactly. oberg XPAQ. So, i did get a tooth uh, gem as well
2: yeah so we did an episode
1: we did, yeah. Did that come before be for that. Bread and Butter or not?
2: Oh, we did it bread the same? Butter. Yeah, yeah it was for the-
1: <laughs> Oh, man. Now do you understand why I have to be here? Okay, oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> so yeah, we did an episode together.
2: That was so fun.
1: <laughs> did we? <laughs> <laughs> Pre-pandemic has just escaped
0: me. Because I remember you, not for a different reason. Obviously the episode was all well and good, but how me and you got close was, I went outside for a SIG after filming, and yeah. you just finished your um like reveal and whatever yeah so you came down outside and you asked me what are you laughing at and i was laughing at memes and i was like oh i can't show you it was a bit rude and you're like no i love like them like rude the rude them. <laughs> the, no we the out of crossover. all the boys
2: you and me bonded yeah and then i remember we went out that night yes
1: yeah. we did oh we, we went yeah <laughs> we, we basically what happened was our friend um was running uh talent at bread and butter and he had lots of people to look after. Some people were more demanding than others. So he basically said, so You about
0: Emily Yeah, <laughs> <all> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah with her room temperature water. Room temperature and he was, water. Like, he was like, George, Matt, can you guys just look after Emily? You guys are all getting I on quite well. About, so we yeah. took you out for like dinner. And then, yeah, we were like, let's all go out. Love and you're like, I've so got fun. a flight. And then you cancelled that f- or missed the flight yeah. and had to get a new one because we were out partying in yeah. Berlin.
0: Well, yeah, because wasn't it to do with bread and butter? Because it was me and Em went to watch a voguing show together. Yeah, we went to <laughs> yeah. a voguing
2: show. That was actually that so was fun. So no, really. that night was so fun. Honestly, like I think it was one of the first times I went to Berlin. Obviously, I didn't know anyone. It was like I I just had met you guys and we like had a great night out of it. Yeah,
0: and now this is your first time ever in London, in Le- yeah, which I find crazy. So everyone
2: thinks it's wild. I mean, honestly, since I've been working since I was twenty, like I never was able to travel unless it was necessary or like for yeah. work so like the only places I've been is like places I've had to go for work so now I'm able to like enjoy and I mean I'm still here for work but
0: <laughs> yeah but I guess obviously you've got stockists in London but then Paris to London isn't far. Mm. I'm just so surprised you so haven't we, just been no, like I know what, day trip but. no
2: and you know that our biggest stockists are here and they always have been and Selfridges is our biggest and like our most important client so That's
1: it. so yeah I think you know for those who don't know because there will be people that don't know you are really the founder
2: not everyone knows who i am
1: cra- <laughs> i mean from the paq episode yes but <laughs> not kidding. that you're the creative director and <laughs> founder kidding. of the brand sporty and rich every
0: yeah. guy my age who was a teenager in the streetwear boom knows <laughs> 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 um,
2: this is a very small sector of people though yes <laughs> i do understand
1: <laughs> um, but what is sporty and rich if you give us a quick elevator pitch because we want to sort of hear what it is and then take people on a journey of how you got there.
2: Elevator Pitch, it's a lifestyle brand that basically incorporates luxury and athletic wear, sportswear. And it's quite big. It's, it's getting there. It's quite large. Let's hope. you Forbes
1: under 30 under 30.
2: Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. I was really proud of that.
1: You stocked in, you know, Selfridges and flannels. Any retailer worth <clears throat> mentioning, you're stocked in. Yeah. So yeah, so it's a pretty big brand. But you know, you didn't come from like a clothing background. No. You know, you're really, living yeah. in a small little town in Canada.
2: Mm-hmm. Small town? Calgary is pretty small. So I'm from Calgary. You've probably like not heard of people, it. A
1: million people,
0: isn't
2: that? But that's pretty. Sm- I mean, compared we're to ten thousand, we're
1: people? talking about North America, mate. And like London, about North, yeah. 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 When you compare to all.
2: like Los Angeles and New York, but yes, yeah. okay. So it's a medium-sized city in
1: Canada. <laughs> 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 so that you are bullied into that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: So I was there. I was always interested in streetwear, like always obsessed with the blogs and that was kind of my world and I was working retail. And randomly, I got a job offer from Complex to be on camera to start. They didn't have they hadn't started their video platform, which is now like a huge part of their business obviously. So they asked me to basically be one of the faces of their video platform. It was basically like MTV News. So I, I was essentially just doing this. And obviously the Supreme drops was my claim to fame. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that's how we all got to know you was yeah. uh, standing outside a queue, <laughs> looking a bit sarky when people be like, so what are you buying? What <laughs> <laughs> oh, a brick. Yeah.
2: Honestly, like at first when they wanted me to do it, I was like, there's no way I can do this. Like, it's so like, I'm such a shy person. And if I don't know you, like going up to someone and talking to them is like my biggest fear. So I was freaking out, but it honestly, it was such a fun, funny series. Like, you watch the videos and still, like, they make me laugh.
0: Yeah.
1: What was your best experience doing it? Is there, like, one that you're like, this is, like, the best fucking thing that happened?
2: Well, Rax, who was in most of the episodes, he was getting his haircut in line once, and that was kind of <laughs> iconic. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: were you saying that Jimmy was the one who hired you? So James complex. hired
2: me, yeah. He was my editor, he was my boss, and we became, like, really, really close.
0: This is Jimmy of Throwing Fits. Yeah. So obviously we've had the boys on the podcast. But yeah, that surprised me when you said about it, but well, to jump back as well, your blog, like reading through it, it does kind of set the foundations for what you had to do. It was yeah, so I you mean, were nineteen at the time. Exactly. It was like ten years ago, and you were still writing. You're doing like styling work inspired yeah. by the lookbooks of like our legacy, yeah. Stussy. Like yeah. then you like interviewing the head of women's wear at J Crew, and even just like writing about like. Furniture, Sander, like Levi's. I like, can't believe
1: you memorized all that. That's
0: insane. Yeah, that's yeah. Kind of crazy. I can only remember. <laughs> stuff. I can only remember stuff when I look at my thigh. But everything that was on that list from 2009, 2013,
2: sorry. Yeah,
0: around then. Is now very relevant today. Mm-hmm. And I think, have you always had an eye for stuff that's upcoming, or is it just general taste?
2: No, I think obviously I have good taste. Just kidding. Where did Where that taste come from? Yeah, what started it? So my dad was always into streetwear. He's like, he was a skater, and he like always wore juicy, like extra large, obviously Nikes, and he's always been into that. So he always influenced me in that way and yeah i think like since i was little i was just around it and i was influenced i feel like i have this theory that like if people's parents aren't very cool like they aren't that cool but if your parents are cool like they're gonna be fucking cool
1: one second i've got a question to ask so off camera sat matt brown who's one of the coolest people we know your parents call matt (laughs) (laughs) So Chris Brown, apparently not that Chris Brown, isn't is yeah, cool. Is an, is a, I mean, Chris I don't Brown. think even them are that cool. In fairness, either Chris Brown's cool. There's no co-signing any Chris Browns here.
2: Wait, so anyway, my theory. I mean, do you kind of agree with this theory? Like, uh, I no, I think just parents who are I cultured. Think it comes, and, I think
1: it, it comes up a lot in this podcast in a roundabout way where we talk about. And I know you do as well. Talk about like the influence of your parents is whether just because just streetwear it doesn't mean you'll be in streetwear but like yeah. punk punk comes up a lot right. of parents people who are p- punks Just any culture. have influenced yeah that's it a counterculture yeah. movement or an interest in music art fashion yeah. um it definitely does help i think yeah but then there are the anomalies yeah like of Batman. course <laughs> of,
2: yeah <laughs> of course i'm not saying it's like
1: no but for sure gen. it's a leg up
2: yeah
0: so anyway so what sparked <laughs> the blog so was there is there much opportunity in canada or is it very much like you wanted to make a blog to kind of escape that
2: yeah, there's basically no creative industries, especially in Calgary. I mean, it's an oil town. So people who aren't familiar, I would compare it to like maybe like the Texas of Canada. It's like very like cowboys, Western. We have like the Stampede, like rodeo. Oil is huge industry. Service industry is huge because it's like very heavy in drinking and going out culture. So very you. Very neat. <laughs> so I basically had nothing. And yeah, I just felt like i mean i was you know when hypebeast was like it was a big thing and they would update every day and the articles would actually be interesting and you'd actually discover things I'm like, now where like everything's a paid sponsored thing it's yeah. like yeah. completely different so i yeah i think it was just like a creative outlet
0: so was there a, an end goal to this did you know you wanted to do something with it or is it just Primary, like I'm going to just stick this for entertainment like for people to look at being like oh this is quite cool I'm just going to check that yeah
2: out. I mean I think for me it was kind of like a way to archive my thoughts and ideas and just things that I liked and I liked to look back at like different posts I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do like up until I was like 18 19 I, I knew I wanted to work in fashion and kind of be in this world um but I was a bit lost I was like maybe I want to do styling or be a buyer but then I realized like those jobs I mean, it's not for me. So sorry if I offended no, anyone. this is literally
0: the same as what I've always said. Really? Yeah, I wanted to be a menswear buyer or a stylist and I realized how much work goes into it. And I was Holy like- Holy fuck, buying it's just like... like math. Yeah. You
2: couldn't pay me.
0: No, I used to think it was buying <laughs> stuff that I thought was cool. To stick in a store, isn't like
2: exactly. You'd kind but of set it's the not at all this.
0: And completely opposite. It's like here's what sells. You need to do this amount of like buy from this person.
1: These spend the money yeah. with us, so you need yeah. to pull from them. It's, it's managing
2: like, budget. It's just spreadsheets. spreadsheets. Exactly. But I
1: think that's it. Like people who don't know, you know, every role seems glamorous to people. So styling. You know, everyone's like, I it's want to be a stylist. 99% returns like, and It's like, yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, you need two, and you like, need two yeah. big
1: suitcases in your life and you're going to carry them around every fucking way. Exactly. And, yeah. so <laughs> you don't see the glamorous stuff. It's like everyone no. like, wants to be a stylist, a buyer, right. a creative. It's like, you want to be like a creative director? Cool. You're going to be up till two in the morning writing like 100 page decks. Exactly. It's not and all half of them are going to be thrown away. Is this your first time on the podcast
0: you mentioned you're a creative director?
2: <laughs> Name drop <laughs>
0: yourself. The one with yesterday. It was, uh, um, and that's sorry. the end of the podcast forever. <laughs> but it's, it's weird that you did say it because obviously, like, you got employed for a job that you didn't know you wanted nor did exist, and yeah. that was literally me for PAQ, small town ish. Right. Not quite a million people wanted to be a stylist or a buyer. Yeah. And yeah, it came in there. And so you said was... you're, you're Yorkshire's Evan Eberk. I'm not not saying that. Okay, perfect. So uh, I'm <laughs> not saying that I'm not. York, no, Shizem, it's, but it's
2: like opportunity presents itself, and you know that it might not be what you want, but you know that it will get you to where you want to be.
0: And I've definitely had a good run, but I'm not quite on the Forbes 30 to 30,
1: <laughs> But you did put the work in with the block. And you yeah. got you got a couple of extra years on you. Yeah. yeah. Don't you? You're, you're only yeah, twenty nine. Twenty five. Okay. He's got years on. He's got years to get on the he list. He's got five years.
2: Exactly.
1: Streetwear. It's quite male dominated. Mm. You were there interviewing people in line. Mm-hmm. What was some of the hate? You had some. You had some really <laughs> nice fan accounts. You had, I had some good. You had Emily accounts. Oberg's butt. Yeah. Oh my you God. had Emily <laughs> Oberg's yeah. feet. I
2: I don't understand this. But, I mean, Sorry, you
1: say you don't understand this. You went, Jordan. Can we make sure we talk about my feet account, please? <laughs> I was
2: kidding. Oh uh, no. So there, were, so there was myself, and then there was two other like hosts that started when I started. and They were obviously guys. We all got hate, but it's just the internet. Yes. So I don't think it was specifically targeted to me because I was. A woman, like I don't know. I think it was just people being stupid as they are on the internet, and that's all.
1: Fine. If if they weren't hating you for like you, mm-hmm. let's do some self hate. What is the most cringe thing you did there while you were there? Then, what one you look back like? Please never bring it up. That I've done. Yeah, yeah.
2: I had a series where I worked out with celebrities and interviewed them, and um. Uh, and what was this called? Get sweaty. Yep. It was called Get Sweaty. Uh, you know what? It was fun, but like it was a bit cringe.
0: Was this quite recent?
2: No, it wasn't always that complex. Like <laughs> I did a one episode with DJ Khaled. It was actually kind of hilarious. But it was a bit like this is that was a
1: short crazy. episode for him to get sweaty, wasn't
2: it?
0: Horrible yeah. <laughs> 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 <a poor>
1: bastard
2: <laughs> So maybe that.
1: Nice, no, not a bad. And what who was like the best interviews you did and who was the worst?
2: So I remember one Valentine's Day I interviewed Pharrell and he's like, since I've been like I don't know, 12. I've been obsessed. He was always my crush, like his style, just everything, his music. So that was great. And he's such a nice person. Like the coolest, like celebrities in my mind are people who don't act like they're celebrities. They just act like they're normal. And they're so humble, no matter like who they're talking to, whether it's like a PA or the sound guy or, you know, me, it's like when they're, he was like this, he's just so nice and cool. Worst I remember Ty Dolla Sign, is he still like relevant? <laughs> I
0: haven't heard that name in a while.
2: I remember we were talking and I was like, so blah blah blah, like as a rapper, you know, I was asking some questions, he's like, I'm not a rapper. And he was like so serious and like stern about it. I was like, the fuck are you ta- like what? Like you're a rapper, just stop. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. He's just like sings a few hooks and things. Yeah,
2: whatever. But like,
0: yeah, you can see when people get that really serious. Like
2: when like, they take themselves too seriously. Th- this is my pet peeve in life serious people, people who take themselves seriously. Okay, too.
1: we need to cover this off. I think now's a good time to cover this off. And there is a question about like what is something that people don't realize about you. I think people don't realize that you're actually like a bit goofy, a bit of a nerd, uh, a bit like <laughs> yeah, totally. fun and yeah. warm. I feel like if people, like when, when I said, oh, you know, Emily's coming on the podcast, I think a lot of people probably think you're quite like
2: stuck up, like, or, or, stuck like, up stu- yeah, totally. or like yeah totally it's like a
0: kind of pr kind of thing as well where it's like oh you've managed like bag time it feels like a press trip rather
1: than being like but even just no but like emily's personality and i'm like no like she's loads of fun and i always say about the group chat the memes group chat have a bunch of kids <laughs> so from Yorkshire, <laughs> and it's just like i feel like that is something that people don't realize about you
2: they don't but i i don't feel like i need to let people know who i am no i can see how people would think i'm stuck up i mean the sporting rich name like the lifestyle around it and just, I think maybe my persona, even though I don't try to present myself this way, I can see how it's perceived that way.
0: It's not as if you have two sides, it's like business side and goofy side. You are still very professional. And like some of the hate you got recently was, or maybe not recently, but it's like the big controversy was about you kind of doing the, um, it was a comparison between the price of meals and like real food. Yeah. But you think when you meet you, it's not as if it's like anything you wouldn't say.
2: I think people can see a lot of what I do as elitist yeah. and maybe kind of, like, looking down on people. But it's not. It yeah, doesn't come from just... this place. And for me, that food thing, I mean, that... It got blown so out of proportion. Yeah. But I think it was it was also, like, the timing that that came yeah. out. Yeah, uh, right. Um, I don't know. I think it's just, like, a realistic conversation to have. I think if people were to maybe post the same things I do, they would get less hate. Other people. But I think I'm an easy target. I'm likable, but I can see... Different people not liking me for a lot of different reasons, and I understand why. I don't know. I, I yeah. do. I can see it from their perspective. But wait. you know what? I don't need to be liked by everyone, and I don't care about like this. Is not something that is valuable to me. Yeah. I don't need to be liked. I don't need to be the person that's friends with everyone. I'm definitely not this person, by the way.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But if I
2: like you, like exactly. I, love you.
0: I mean, you do literally have a brand called Sporty and Rich, but. Kind of leading into that, like, where is the name from? Like, Because obviously it leads from personality into that. It's very on the nose. Mm-hmm. So why spot Rich? What made you land on that?
2: It was just like a way to describe style, my style, I guess.
1: The name of the brand, was that always gonna be the name of the brand or was it just the mood board page at first that transformed it into a brand? It
2: was just the Instagram for a while. Yeah. And then I didn't really know where I was going with it. I never had the intention to create a brand. It was not, not something I wanted to do. I mean, I reported on brands and people who had brands and. It just seemed like very stressful and very hectic, and it's a yeah, it's it's a crazy and it's extremely competitive. So I never wanted it. It just I don't know. It morphed into it over time.
1: I, I think <laughs> I used to follow it as a mood mood board, and it was like very 80s, uh, yeah. like early 90s, nostalgic yeah. beach shots of like you know very uh, attractive women like pulling up bikinis yeah. and you know, and it is that lifestyle of like yes, putting
0: old school luxury and taste. Yeah. So what is like the inspiration? I know you said it a million times before and it shows through, but for anyone listening who's unfamiliar with Sporty and Rich, what is the kind of, where are your references
1: from?
2: I would say mostly, obviously Princess Diana, which I think people (laughs) watching will obviously get this. (laughs) Is that because we're English? (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Yeah, I would say like just vintage sportswear through the 80s and 90s, like this kind of yuppie, preppy culture um, that I think, ralph lauren kind of helped bring to light when he was starting and they still do so yeah i think that's a good explanation of what it
1: is and sorry, then, what were you during this period of time when you're working at complex and you know your streetwear darling and moving into Sporting rich what were you wearing what brands were you loving at that time
2: i was the hypebeast
1: <laughs>
2: uh supreme um, do you still have any no i've gotten rid of everything honestly supreme obviously nike a lot of vintage still back then like i guess juicy and those kinds of brands
1: and but you're still posting about brands like say like celine were you was that something to aspire to was you buying it as well
2: no i mean so i moved to new york and i had a pretty small salary you know from new york the cost of living are very high so i had like fifty thousand dollar salary that i started with and rent is very crazy there and just expenses are pretty nuts. I didn't have, like, extra money to play with, you know, it was, yeah. like, I had, I paid my rent, like, food, Subway, metro card, whatever, and that was kind of it. So, yeah, it was always, like, I aspired to have this luxurious lifestyle and just have these beautiful things and go to these beautiful places.
1: Like Danny's flat.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <In central> <laughs> <shoppages>. <laughs> Top five. <laughs>
1: but, you know, before launching your own brand, you know, post-complex, you did... Work for a, a massive sort of retailer and brand mm-hmm. in Kith. Mm-hmm. What were you doing there?
2: Yeah, so I was at Complex for three years, and, you know, it was never something... Like, I never wanted to be on camera. I never wanted to necessarily work in media. So I had met Ronnie through Complex. Like, I had interviewed him a few times. He was always on there. And we just spoke, and I kind of told him I was, like, thinking of leaving, like, didn't really know what I wanted to do next. And he offered me the role for, for like, the... Creative lead of the women's brand which was pretty young at that time and so yeah I took that role and it gave me a ton of experience and it was it was a great great job to have and I think I obviously learned a lot that helped me launch Sporting Rich.
0: So what was like the day-to-day then what were the tasks?
2: So it was basically designing and developing the collection so working with the design team Kind of pulling references. How many collabs? <laughs> a lot of Sorry. actually. The women's was less. The women's was less because it was still small. But yeah, we're young collabs. Like doing the images, photo shoots, casting, styling, kind of everything.
0: So at this light time, so when you were like growing up, obviously you've always had a good taste for clothes and fashion. What were you actually wearing at the time? So you're saying streetwear, but like what were the brands? What was like the kind yeah, of? Yeah,
2: I I was wearing a lot of Kith at that time. A lot of Kith. Because uh, I was designing it. So I was like, it was cool. I would still say Supreme. I'm trying to think what else, like not really like vape or brands like that. What was the
1: best product that you made then while you were there?
2: We made like some really cool varsity jackets, like nice leather and wool varsity jackets. Those were really nice. Because we did like a fashion week. We did a show. So that was really cool to be part of that. Other brands, I'm trying to, th- I guess just like a lot of vintage and-
1: Because Kif must've been paying a bit more than complex. Um, Surely we're we so, t- we'll okay, start moving so, into high end now, yeah. No,
2: so the thing is, when I was ending at Complex, I was making a lot of a lot more money at that time because we had grown the video platform so much, and it was pretty it was pretty lucrative. Yeah. I actually took a pay cut to go to Kith from Complex. It's not that it was like a low salary, but it was less because yeah. we yeah we were doing pretty well like the video channel. Thank God it did well. Taking a pay cut is difficult because obviously it's like, you know, (laughs) it kind of sucks. But if it's for something that you really want to do, which at that time I was like, yeah, I want to be like in, I want to work in apparel and design and do this stuff. It's like, you do it. You just don't really think about it.
0: So Emily Oberg, what has been the most embarrassing outfit you've worn or trend you've been part of?
2: Probably just like, Sneakerhead culture?
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 talk us through the fit. Like, what are the worst or pair, of like, pair of trainers you had? What's the worst pair of trainers you had? Come on. Were you, were you busting around town in Jeremy Scott's? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God, Jeremy Scott's? No, no,
2: no, 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 But I did have, do you remember the Supra Sky Tops? Oh my yeah. God, yeah. I have these in white and they're, Christ. they're pretty bad. <laughs> but honestly, I was like 14. So whatever, like we all do cringy things when we're that I age. I
0: feel like I can kind of picture it because it's like that kind of time.
2: Do you remember like Samantha Ronson and like that whole scene, like yeah. the cobra snake and like Steve Aoki? Like this Literally, was like I was the gonna cool- say like fucking yeah. duck
0: sauce and like yeah. that kind of yeah.
2: This was it. This was like yeah. the, what was like the coolest thing. So
0: yeah, this was very... kind of this was in that
2: world, remember like at this American point? New York Apparel. as well. No, I was still in Calgary. 14. Oh wow. At fourteen, yeah. Oh gosh,
0: cool. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no,
2: I went to New York when I was twenty.
0: What was that culture shock like?
2: It was Had insane. you been often, is
0: this something like, do Americans go to Canada often, or Canadians go to America no. often? Is it like, fuck uh, okay. <clears> it. <throat> but it's like, because obviously, we've got the whole of like Europe. We're like so close to everything. Yeah, you guys so everyone's are lucky. been to everywhere. Whereas no. in America, it's like, fuck, I'm kind of. It's Stratton not like this, nowhere. it's
2: not like this at all. It's like, you either had to have like a, lo- like a lot of money to be able to travel and go to the US, and like New York's especially, to do like a vacation in New York, it's like cost a fortune. Um, so I had went once before with my dad, and I was upset. Like I fell in love. I was like, I need to live here one day. I'm gonna live here one day.
0: So
1: I was massive so cockroach. I was like,
0: I
2: didn't one day I could have my Rats own. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I remember last time I was there, and my friend like lives in Brooklyn by the water, and there was a fucking rat this big, like it was bigger than a cat, and I <laughs> shat myself. No, there. I know. And I was like, this that was, was considered moving to New York. And I was like, no.
2: And they like in the summer they run across the street, like. Mm.
0: You know, what? I actually don't mind rats. I, I don't mind like rodents but... i don't
2: mind mice because they're really cute but rats yeah. are like yeah you know, like
1: the, the video the, the whole video at the subway. moment where well, the subway yeah. where it runs off him i think i'd die i think i'd literally i'd have yeah. to like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. burn myself yes yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah oh. um no you...
2: it was a culture shock but it was like i had the time of my life like i still think those were some of like the happiest years you know it's like you're 20 you're running around new york you have i mean you have a job but it was like the funnest job in the world, and I worked. I became best friends with the people. Like they're still my best friends. And you go to work every day with your best friends. You're doing like supreme lineup videos. Like at the time of my life, I was going out every night. I still never drank, but I was going out every night. Like fucking
0: hell, that is wild to think. As well. why were you going out? <laughs> like, it was you know, the you culture. Can, you can have fun, without drinking. What are you saying? Going out all the time. I still go outside. out. Yeah, you, is, you, go, you just yeah. got be
1: home by nine o'clock.
2: You know what? Sometimes this when is I first, true. Sometimes
1: Because when we went for dinner, you're like, we need to go for dinner at six so I can be in bed by nine.
2: <laughs> this is my, when I'm home, this is my routine, okay? But first of all, when I first moved to New York, I would go up to clubs by myself until like three, four a.m. sober and just like dance all night. And I had the time of my life. Sick. I wish Fair. I still did stuff like that, honestly.
0: Yeah. Bloody hell. So Let's what get back is, to Berlin. Innit?
2: Honestly, can we?
0: <laughs> what is the grind set then? What time do you wake up? What is a day in life when we were now yeah
2: so LA and Paris is different like I have two lives so my office and my work is in Paris LA is like home and chill and joy. so in LA I wake up around 7 coffee and a cig yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go to the gym or I go for a walk or a hike and then at what time? 9am maybe?
0: that's lit I wake, wake up at 5 a.m.
2: <laughs> the Mark Wahlberg <laughs> life. Get up at 3 a.m. So my team's in Paris. For people who don't know, so everyone's there except for me. So I get up, do some calls with them, go to the gym, have lunch, have a massage or a facial or some sort of body treatment, and have an early dinner. Like cook, I cook a lot, um, and then I go to bed. It's a very like quite wholesome. Yeah, it's so very it's wholesome. Very
1: planned out. So sporty and rich. So you came to PAQ you're like, fuck, I don't have to do this bullshit anymore and deal with like all these streetwear kids, I'm gonna start my own streetwear brand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How did it, because it was, you know, I remember it being a blanks, LA Apparel blanks, Celine, Phoebe Philo yeah. jumper. I mean, you sent me this white Phoebe yeah, Philo yeah. jumper. It's changed.
2: It's changed a lot.
1: So what was what was the progress of, that, of the brand and the development?
2: Yeah, I guess that first, like, for like, so it was the Instagram, then it started as print magazines. And for me, that was, like, what I was really wanting to do. But, you know, it's not profitable. Like, you lose money doing projects like this. And it was just, I did four, and I was like, okay, this it's time to, like, grow up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I did merch, like very sporadically. Over time, I kept like slowly releasing more and more, but still it was never like a real brand in my eyes. And then I met my CEO, um david yeah he's he's an amazing ceo he had his own brand he had so much expertise in the industry he's from paris he like knew all the factories and kind of had to deal with the business side of things and wholesale and then he helped me build it up to a point where it became a real brand and we were like let's try and see how it goes and we did like one drop it was pre-order at the time because like i didn't have money to like buy inventory and stock and Mm. all this stuff and it did really well and we were like whoa maybe this can like actually be a real company like Let's go for it. So we did. I stopped like consulting, I stopped doing everything. I moved to LA at this point. And yeah, from there, it just just grew. It was so organic, honestly. It was like, it was nothing that I ever intended. And I think that sometimes the best things happen this way.
0: Well, I think you managed to kind of curate it in a way where, did you have quite (coughs) a cult following before you launch. That
2: helped, obviously.
0: Massively. And I think also because I do want to get onto your like campaign shoots and stuff like that. Because I think you've managed to really keep a good audience as well. Like you don't really see you see Sporting Rich getting ripped off everywhere. But you never really see anyone like I was gonna say Gammy. But it's never been like a hype brand to the point where people are just wearing it for the sake of it. Gammy's a bit like icky, like a bit like, oh you never see someone. Yeah, like it's never fallen into the hands of someone who you're a bit like
2: Ah, okay.
0: Yeah, so say like... I know what you
2: mean. Because
1: brands can be ruined by their audience. Right. I think what's interesting to me is I was chatting to someone about the brand the other day. What you've done really well, and I think potentially because I know you have never really thought about it, but like you've created a lifestyle around the brand. And they're they're the brands that do really well, whether it be like Mm. a high-end brand that does that. You know, we had Leanne Elliot Young talking about like, say, Martine Rose doing that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do that with like Supreme, Yeah, you know. And what you've done is you've created this lifestyle around the brand. And, you know, we talk about the name and people want to achieve that you know it's something for people to sort of aim towards and the idea of like if you wear the clothes you know there's a lot of like i suppose instagram girlies is what we call them yeah you know like they'll wear them with the new balance Mm -hmm. you know maybe like a trench coat on top Mm -hmm. hat sunglasses coffee yeah you know it's insane because actually it is a real lifestyle yeah and that's why i think it's so successful It's like you can look at stuff
2: and
0: it is like you can see anything and say that is sporting rich. Exactly. So instead of like brands where they're like doing whatever. Because it's obviously very simple stuff. It's like simple and elegant. It's nothing crazy. No. And I think, yeah, you've done a really good job of doing it. And do you reckon that does come down to your like campaign images?
2: I love casting. We use we do use great models. And yeah. for me the imagery is so important for a brand. I think it's everything and yeah, it creates this lifestyle and this mood and just this visual identity that I think is hard to replicate. I mean, I see a lot of people trying, but it, it's hard because it's like it's coming from me and who I am and like all of my life and years of experience and it's not just putting together <laughs> an image. It's like it's like who I am. It takes you know a lot of mean? effort to it's make something personal. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it does. You know what? I think sporty and rich like. This is going to sound corny. I think it's more than a brand and it really is like a lifestyle and it That's is so just corny. like a mood. <laughs> <Sorry>.
1: <laughs> it's a mood. It go. Is it's a mood. It is It's a mood board, you mean. <laughs> it is.
2: But as you say, like you see something and like you know it's Sporting Rich, like it's just very apparent. Yeah. Yeah, the lifestyle is my lifestyle. Like it's it's what I live. So it's, I think it's hard when like the founders are not very true to what they're selling or what their brands are. And I think for me, like I'm, it's like a hundred like percent, like me. When did you get this?
0: Hundred
1: percent. What brands do you think do that as well?
2: Number one is Ralph Lauren. I think Hermes.
0: Anything you associate with luxury?
2: Not necessarily, because well, yeah. I wouldn't say Louis Vuitton. I wouldn't say this.
0: I was wondering what's your kind of opinion, because obviously as someone who loves Pharrell, how do you feel about Pharrell going to Louis Vuitton?
2: Obsessed. I think it's not really. The best. I think it's an amazing choice.
0: I think Martin Rose would have been fantastic. I, I heard Farrell's this rumor. Like...
2: Pharrell is just like, he's the OG. Like, yeah. he is who Virgil looked up to. He is who all of us yeah. looked up to. Like, he is the one.
1: I suppose that role, though, is it's slightly different to maybe what it was traditionally in yeah. that he's not going to be like the mentor designer. It's more of a curation role. He'll be pulling in things For sure, yeah. rather than kind people. Of them yeah, to.
2: but it's like a creative director of a brand is this. Like, most creative directors aren't, Doing the sketches and, like, you know, cutting the pattern. Like, it's curating an image and a taste and setting that tone. And then you have a team to execute it.
1: Yeah. I suppose you're right. Like, you know, we had a junior on last week who said everything he just bases his life on is Pharrell. It's something that I think I brought up on my podcast as well. And I think other people have said it as well. Callum Jacobs, you know, like, yeah. there's a few of us who will be like, Pharrell, I think if you're a certain age, Pharrell, is Pharrell a Yeah. Of, exactly. Not just fashion, no culture. Like, the music, every, the skating. Everything. Yeah. Skateboard P. I so. was
2: obsessed. And I, yeah, I think he's such a good choice. Do people not like this
1: choice? Uh, you In, know what? The I think internet it's, seems to be
0: okay with it. Yeah, like, who it's, else would it be? Martine Rose would have been sick.
2: I don't know if she's like at that scale. I love her and I love what yeah. she does. I I don't think it's it needs to be more broad. I think she's a little too too niche and too but specific. At the time,
0: like Virgil, at the time when he first started, obviously didn't really. Martine Rose would be more qualified now than Virgil was. Was at the time. The, I don't know, yeah. Virgil was don't running know. a brand
1: a lot bigger than Martin Rose. And he Rose's had brand. like oh, yeah. all yeah, the Nike true, stuff, actually,
2: yeah. and he did so many. Pro- I I feel like. I do think Virgil's taste was specific. I'm looking forward to what Pharrell does because I feel like it's not as crazy. It's not as like that's wild. It's yeah. more like oh, that's like that's like cool. Like I could wear that, you know. Yeah. It's more muted and subtle.
1: So to bring it back, then what what other brands? You said you you liked what Martine Rose was doing, for example. Mm-hmm. What other brands? Now, you, do you, yeah, do you look at?
2: I think Wales Bonner is amazing. Yeah. I really love what she does with Adidas and her own line. I love the row. I think the row's great. Yeah. Um, oh my God. What?
0: Uh, I think I told you this. So two people, oh no. Uh, no, so someone from my hometown recently tweeted saying, um, I wonder what the Olsen twins are
1: up to now. <laughs> so obviously they know they're from Disney Channel. And,
2: like they were serious?
1: They were serious, not into like, fashion. And I was that's like, amazing. oh it's, my it's God. Like someone from your hometown, like where and no one cares about fashion. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, remember those girls used to be
0: on all the things? Like, I wonder what Mary-Kate and Ashley are up to. And I was like, fuck me, do I reply? And I was no. like, I'm just gonna leave this and be like, Smoking quite... cigarettes that's and making amazing. really expensive cashmere tops. <laughs>
2: Honestly, like the best revamp of all time. Massively. Like that was crazy what they've done. Yeah. Um, Great brand. I think Ralph Lauren is still, like I still look to Ralph Lauren. I think they're one of the best. I'm not really like as much as a consumer as I used to be.
1: I think there's one brand that we associate with you, not Sporting Rich, another brand, that you've not mentioned, Celine. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like,
2: what are you going to say? <laughs> yeah, I was like. Celine, yeah, but you know, it's changed.
1: Yeah, um, but you're talking about buying vintage and are you excited? about...
2: Yeah, I'm super excited.
1: Phoebe's new...
2: I think it'll be very cool, but you know, I, th- I see this weird... It's not weird, I guess it's been happening for a while, but I follow, you, you know, a lot of influencers and see what's going on and just to, like, keep up. I Everyone looks the same and I can't tell the... I'm like, wait, is this this girl or this girl? Because everyone's wearing the same clothes. They style it in the same way. They go to the same places, like yeah. hotels. Their houses and apartments look the same. <laughs> and I just think it's like... I feel like I'm living in, like, a crazy bizarro world
1: it's all homogenized now it's crazy like more than ever it's i can't i i totally get you saying it's like the same look and like but what's crazy to me is you know like we'll be talking about like tiktok and instagram reels and like you know how we can talk about our content and you'll see these people and they'll be like hey girly where's that black vest from it's like <laughs> it's a simple black vest from like target or like tk Maxx. <laughs> like what are you doing and then like people are, people go and like how I really? styled this black trench coat. And like, it looks amazing. It's like black trench coat it's with like some black pleated four trousers. different
0: ways to style a black
1: <clears throat> trench coat. And it's just like... All black outfits. The, yeah, we've I lost any sense of style. And really? we've also let like, people just no longer take inspiration from people. They just want to copy it. Like, yeah, I know straight. you got that print from here, I want to buy that exact same one. Yeah. It's fucking wild. It's
2: wild. And so it's hard to buy things in this era where it's like everything kind of looks the same and you just feel like everyone It's just weird. I feel like I'm living in the Twilight Zone, but I'm glad you guys see it too.
0: hundred percent. Well, how is your wardrobe? Like, what does your wardrobe look like at home? Do you buy much stuff? Is it like one in one out? Are you purely sporty and rich or is it?
2: No, I'm not only sporty and rich. I mean, in LA, like you just wear workout clothes all the time.
0: That's
1: what we do when we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, you don't really get dressed up. It's not, you feel weird if you get dressed up because it's just not this, the lifestyle and the culture is not this. You feel silly. Yeah. So it's like, I wear like leggings and like sneakers and a sweatshirt or like a sweater or a jacket. And you know, in Paris, when I'm there, I obviously I dress up and this is like a whole different wardrobe I have, but I've stopped shopping as much.
1: What sneakers are you wearing? Cause one thing I will say here, and you know, in my eyes, alongside me, you were the original 990 person. Yes, I was. Like I was buying my 990s half price at DSM because no one bought them. Yeah. And you were, you were, you were there back in the day
2: it's been years like I yes I will say I was an early adopter and I still love them I yeah the 990v3 and I obviously love the Samba yeah honestly those two yeah A6 some Asics are cool but nothing hype like nothing that's Everywhere, nothing that, like, everyone... You know, the only thing I did that's, like, kind of hype is the Gucci Adidas, because those were great.
0: Definitely like hype, but then you just said two of the biggest sneakers from the last year. But it's not <laughs> hype. Okay, but
2: 990 is hype now, but, like, it's not a hype. Like, this is, like, a like a granddad shoe. It's, yeah. not, a hype. it's not like I'm wearing, like, dunks. You know what I mean?
1: Panda yeah. dunks. Honestly, Emily <laughs> O'Bagan, panda dunks <laughs> in LA. Classic. And
2: samba, yeah, they're popular now, but they've been around for ages.
1: Also, I think if you do your own one, you're allowed to wear it. Exactly. That is true. Yeah. Subtle flex. So what yeah. did you do? You did, a, you did a samba, a Stan Smith. Is it, it
2: campus? I did a campus, yeah.
1: Do you know what's really weird about that? Is I'm pretty sure she promised you a pair and they must have been lost in the post unless she's got them in her bag. You oh, didn't yeah, get them? No.
2: Oh, we definitely send them to you. That's, mm. that's crazy. I need-
1: I was once talking to someone no, on the Sporty did. Rich Instagram account thinking it was you and then they were like, being really <laughs> okay. weird with me and I was like... <laughs> Like, like, wait, and they were like, Emily? oh, thank you. I'll pass this over to Emily. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I
2: think,
1: yeah, I was like,
2: No, but, I told them. I'm sorry they didn't come. I definitely meant to. I
0: told them it, to send that that them That's what you're
1: doing this podcast is to call you out. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just like many others, spotty rich customer service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's it. And then Paris, so what would be?
2: Yeah, Paris is, I always dress up. I don't know, I wear like, like I always wear heels. Like every night I'll wear heels. I wear like a nice coat, like a blouse, a dress shirt, um, trousers, just like more. So clothes. Real clothes? clothes. Put in LA? Do do you want to
1: throw some like branding? You know, you wear some like nice little like Celine court heels with like a road trousers. You know, is this what we're talking about? Or are you like, no, I'm just gonna go and buy from wherever?
2: Oh, I guess, okay, so what I've Drop been loving... some fucking brands. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> what I've been loving lately is um, Chanel jackets. I'm really into Ooh. Chanel jackets. I love them. I could collect them. Yeah? Yeah. Then why don't you? <laughs> I'm not at that level yet. Okay.
1: And what about jewellery? Because, you know, you've, you're have you wearing some uh, like nice pieces today. You've also got the Cartier tank on.
2: You know, I've been at Panther. Thanks for watching. Oh, sorry.
1: Scene. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm kidding, not you. <laughs>
2: You know, I've actually, so I I have, like, a few Rolexes, but I actually haven't worn them in, like, a few years. Like, I'm kind of over them. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. That's why yeah. I never wear mine. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. I think this kind of chunky, big watch look, I th- I still think it's cool, but I think it's, I'm over it for the moment.
1: Is there something that you're looking to buy then?
2: You know, I've kind of told myself to not buy things for a while. Um, I mean, I just bought a house, so that's a really big investment. Um, So clothes is kind of like comes last now. But eventually, maybe I would like like a Nautilus. Like Ooh, a Patek, I yeah. think, yeah, like a vintage gold one.
1: And I suppose that like, talking about not buying stuff, did you manage to sell your... G wagon on um I it, did on sell Instagram. It. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the random
1: thing ever. I did
2: sell
1: it. <laughs> you were selling your car on Instagram.
2: I did, so I I don't think I you no know, maybe I you did said sell to it me as well because
0: I was like, "Let me sit." You like, do you want to sit? I was like, "Fuck it." Random was like, "Yeah, fuck it. I'll take a left-hand drive automatically." Like, <laughs> Oh, sick. No,
2: this was this was a yeah. When you come to I London, regret. bring
0: it over for me in your suitcase. I
2: mean, they're so cool. Yeah, it I is do sick. love this car. It's just it was such a nightmare and a pain in the ass.
0: You
1: spoke about following a lot of influence on Instagram, and I do feel that the brand really blubbed, especially in lockdown, because of uh, the support of influencers. Yeah. model. Which person gave you the biggest spike? Hailey Bieber. Yeah, that makes sense. She was crazy. Yeah.
2: And that that I didn't even know. Like, I guess her stylist bought stuff. But, cause, you know, we send things to people all the time. Like, had I known, I would have, like, sent yeah. her a bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> certain I send you this.
1: No, I got this from panels. You sent me the really? Yeah. He had, to, he had to use his own money. Uh, yeah, but money. you guys
2: know that you can ask me whenever you want
1: stuff. Oh, we will. Well, I, I Please. Asked, <laughs> I asked the Sporty and Rich account. No, and they ask send. me.
2: <laughs> ask me, ask me. I, I don't see those messages. Um, her Elsa Haas.
1: I think in England, I saw it a lot on Rosie Hanson whiteley
2: Yeah, Rosie and then Chiara Fragni in Italy, like she made it huge in Italy. Like now it's like a huge market for us because of her, which is so amazing.
0: Yeah, because I think it embodies Spotting Rich as well. It's when we're saying about like, it's not become gammy, but then obviously with the, the fame and blowing up, it has been replicated so many times. Yeah. And I don't think we can have this pod without discussing yeah. the rip offs.
2: So, you know, it doesn't bother me when like Mango and Zara and Target and these brands do it because, I don't know, they're so mass It's like, it doesn't, it's, do it's it to not, everyone, it's not like a yeah, and it's not, I don't see them as competing with my business yeah. because I don't think the people who want to buy Sporting Rich would go and buy that. But it's when small brands who are like up and coming from like influencer girls are starting and it's like literally just like head to toe Sporting Rich everything that I do and wear and have for years. That's when I'm like, you're just like have an identity, it's so lame. Isn't
0: yours Princess Diana?
2: Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, okay, so I will say a lot of my style is based on the past and all these references, but it, it's, it's references it's that references I have- It's together as well. Yeah, that I've compiled and that I've kind of made my own.
1: It's not one for ones, whereas you're saying this person will take your sweat and be like- yeah. yeah. It's
2: just like a general style and kind of, I don't know, it's weird. It's what, just weird.
0: If you've got like a good and a bad side, what has been a a good <coughs> rip off that you kind of seen being like this is kind of sick? Yeah. I wish I like am I might not take it but like, I wish I kind of did that. And what has been one that you've been like fucking? This hell, is this dreadful. This like, is this so is... bad,
1: like the comic almost.
2: I don't even know the names of brands, but there's some just like smaller brands that are up and coming that it's just cr- like they they replicate it, but in a horror like it's. The execution is horrible. Yeah. But, you know, I have seen. I think I've seen some sweatshirts like on Mango where I'm like, oh, that graphic is like, they did a good job. Like, yeah. They must have a good graphics team.
0: Because also with like with Sporting Rich, is obviously one side of it that people know the most that gets ripped off, which is your sweats, yeah. your joggers, and that side. But obviously, it's a cut and sew brand as well. Now like, what you're wearing yeah. is yeah, Sporting yeah. Rich as well. It's obviously a very subtle logo rather yeah. than me with the big fuck off. Um, <laughs> but then... Yeah, it's like you've
1: done like terry towel and stuff like, like... Yeah,
2: we're definitely expanding on that.
1: So yeah, Dan's always <laughs> said like you, you're expanding the brand past just like yeah. sweats. Yeah. What's your favourite product?
2: So we did a lot of cut and sew for fall, which is not out yet. Um, Fall 23. Was this and... a terry towel? No, like it's not. Out. It's We just showed it in the showroom. So buyers just bought it. So it's it's going to come in fall. I would say denim because we haven't done Ooh. denim before. So we have... Good denim line, but honestly, I'm launching beauty in April, which I haven't talked about. Exclusive. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that.
1: When you say beauty, are we are talking skincare? Like a skincare line, yeah. Okay, amazing.
2: Yeah.
0: There's one product that reminds me of you as well, sun cream. Are you going to do
1: an SPF? Yeah,
2: I am. Yeah, it's I'm... definitely like a sporting rich product.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I do have a question here. You use really like, you know, beautiful, quite big models. And, you know, by and large it's quite female focused. Why hasn't Danny been in the campaign yet?
2: Funny you should ask, we are going to start shooting male models. We haven't. And honestly, Danny, come come through. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Be the runner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm very down for
1: that. No, we How what? long will that be? So I've got time to go to the gym and get a <laughs> yeah, little yeah. bit warm.
2: <laughs> I'll give you six months to get in shape. Everything getting up at three a.m.
1: Yeah, get your Mark Wahlberg on, go on.
2: Get your Mark Wahlberg life going.
1: i four eggs. <laughs> there's definitely times I'm awake at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: good Lord.
2: No, we haven't marketed to men just because it's like, everything we do is like just what I love yeah, and what course, I want. No. And you know, it's like, I am i wouldn't naturally do a menswear campaign, but we're gonna start.
1: Okay, so you- I'm gonna ask a question about skincare. Sporty Rich is launching a skincare brand. Yeah. You always talk about your skincare process. Why do we need a Sporty Rich skincare brand?
2: because I think that there's a lot of junk out there that doesn't have the best ingredients and isn't made thoughtfully. And, you know, some of it is even damaging to people's skin. And I, I don't think people have been necessarily educated on what they should and shouldn't use. And for me, it's just a very holistic, it's a unisex product. It's very, like, simple, straightforward when I think everything has gotten very difficult and convoluted and kind of... It doesn't need to be so confusing, I think. And um, yeah, I just wanted to do something that was true to what I personally believe in for my own routine. So how
1: how many products are gonna be in that?
2: So we're gonna launch with five. Moisturizer? No moisturizer, actually. That's gonna come later. So uh, for me, I chose products that are very basic and kind of fundamental. So a cleanser, uh, like multivitamin face mist, a hand cream, like a lip balm, and a body oil.
1: I've read recently, I think it was like New York Times did a piece about like, how every influencer mm-hmm. is launching skincare brands. It's true. And obviously we're talking about a brand launching it. Yeah. But like, is there any um, like learnings from that or is there any like influencer products you're like, actually this one's quite good?
2: Mm. I think Haley Bieber's done a really good job with her line. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think she nailed it. The marketing and the product and everything.
1: Are you not That's worried true. about launching it in a quite a saturated market? you like, no, again, world building. It makes sense for the sporting rich customer to have a sporting rich up.
2: yeah i mean i think if you like and you follow the brand and you identify with it it's it's a product that you'll want to buy from us and it doesn't mean you can't buy other products. and the thing with skincare it's like you're not really like loyal to one thing it's like people buy all different brands and new products all the time because it's it's easy to try it's not like buying like a 400 hundred dollar coat you know yeah i'm not worried and i think if i had this mentality i wouldn't be successful
1: very true put me in my place (laughs) So, going back to your wardrobe. What hangers are you using? Hangers? Yeah, nice. I feel like you would be someone very particular with your hangers.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I like a wood hanger, but they're very slippery. So, when you have things that will slide off, like something with a wide neck. So, I really like these velvet hangers that I've been using. They're more... (laughs)
1: This this is what I thought you were gonna say. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. velvet. Yeah, it's like the ones when you go to like a really good hotel, like an amazing yeah, hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, in your wardrobe,
0: <laughs> if your house sets on fire, you're in the California sun, you no, are... Let's not make jokes about the fire. No, this
2: is oh a real... Oh my God, no, fucking <laughs> I've thought about this because it's a real threat in LA, yeah. especially in the hills. So then what you know you know the question. I know the question.
1: What one item are you saving?
2: Honestly, probably my favorite pair of vintage Levi's because this is something that you couldn't find.
1: Do you know the
0: model? Is it like a... Straight mm, five hundred one. You
2: know what? They're so worn that they don't even have a tag on yeah. them. Yeah, like yeah, but they just fit perfectly. What
0: the hell? Nice. Pair of Levi's jeans. That's kind of what I it was expecting The rest is be...
2: replaceable, honestly.
0: Yeah, true. Fair enough.
1: So you're in your Assets. five hundred ones. That's what you got to wear to your next board meeting. What is happening when you're pitching the future of boy and rich? We've got the exclusive of skincare. Skin, beauty, what else yeah. is happening?
2: Um, I want to develop a supplement line because. Obviously, I love supplements and all of these things. Um, we're opening a store in New York,
1: Ooh, in Soho. Sick.
2: Yeah, uh, in the spring. This spring. Yeah, this spring. Oh, oh shit. shit. Yeah. So
1: like a couple of months. Uh
2: yeah. Wow. Spring summer. So Obviously, come for the opening.
0: You'll have thought about like the style a bit. What is a sporting rich store going to look like?
2: It's going to be very fun and playful. Lots of colors. My original thought was to go like. Exclusive and like luxury and very high-end, but then I was like this isn't so much what I imagined for our store Like all my design references is very it's kind of like children's Rooms and like this vibe like I love bright colors I love playful things and the brand for me is like playful and fun. So it's a lot of bright colors um, we're gonna have a cafe. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty big, and yeah, I'm excited.
0: So, for the future, have you ever thought about writing a children's book, sensitizing kids to eat healthy foods? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like a little girl can go anywhere in the world she wants when she eats a fruit <laughs> or a vegetable. That's such a
1: good question. I can't believe you just came up with that on the spot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So I got up. Literally, it was like three a.m. and I wrote this note in my phone about like this children's book I. Idea and I woke up and I was like, What? Do you ever do that? Do you ever look at your notes and you're like, Wait. Oh my god, my notes happen? at the
0: moment
1: are no, terrible jokes no, that, that people no, tell me. <laughs> Danny
2: wakes up I and he looks have through the. Note with Danny's
1: got all the you up messages that he sent at like four in the morning. <laughs> oh god, oh god, yeah.
0: My notes is a pretty fucking dire place to be.
2: No, I would love to make this children's book. I think I think I should do it. What, what so do you to, think? Talk
0: us through it, yeah. It was quite funny because he literally just put it on your story and it was like.
2: <laughs> all my close friends.
0: Oh god, your close friends, big flex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. And yeah, it was basically saying like, this is a shit I write at 3am. And I was like, obviously you and you coming on the pod, I was like, I'm going to write that down just so us," <laughs> Because it is a proper 3am th- thought. It's like, it's children's superhero, if they eat a vegetable, they can do whatever. And I was like, have you always wanted to do a children's book, or was this kind of a fever dream idea?
2: No, I've thought of it for a while, just kind of, I think encouraging... You know, I, hold, I think the whole thing with health and wellness is education, and people, especially in the U.S., aren't educated, you know, as to how to take care of themselves and just
0: eat properly. And, well, why would I eat chicken breast when I can get a happy meal for the same price? <laughs>
2: Sorry. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, access is a big thing, too. It starts with kids, obviously. And I think to do, like, a cute, fun, playful, and also entertaining for children book that's encouraging them to make healthy choices i don't know i think this is a really important part of wellness and that that whole world in general and i think you i can just like imagine cute illustrations of like fruits and vegetables and this little girl sweet yeah
1: yeah so you know we've got the brand expanding opening bricks and mortar we've got you becoming new york times bestseller Um, (laughs) and what else because you've also been doing some work behind the camera directing some, this is just for stuff. fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: I love Nowness. I always have, and they do this in resident series where they—it's basically a video showcasing like a really famous home or space. This—this this is just like a passion project. Okay, so it's not—we're not
1: going so, to get a big narrative piece from you anytime soon.
2: No, but I have started writing a few scripts because I really feel like the rom-com is a dying genre.
1: <laughs> and I'm with you on this. What's your good, I mean, when is one? the
2: last? I mean, they're all somewhat cheesy, but like a good... When's the last time? You know, it's like mid-2000s, early 2000s. It's been ages. Now it's all superhero movies and horror movies. And it's so sad to me.
0: I'm the wrong person to chat about this. I'm terrible with films. Really? Well, I think think this is what we spoke
1: about is the first time we met, we spoke about like Italian neorealism cinema. And I was like, oh, watch these films, watch these films. And then we just went on a tangent and talked about Fast and Furious for an hour.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Love Too Fast, Too Furious.
1: I mean, it, one Showed of the most Don iconic Tireno. films of all time. <laughs> Is that number two then? Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Is that the one with. Um, Chris. Oh, what's her name? She's. Devon Aoki. Yeah. Devon Aoki with a pink. That's my car. I have yeah. that car. No. Honda S2000, yeah. The
2: pink one? The pink one. <laughs>
0: I don't have that exact car and I don't have the. In that pink. Yeah. <laughs> Hot pink, massive tribal decals
1: all over But yeah, that's the, the that's best one. That's a great. One. Great film. But yeah, rom-coms, I, I'm with you. Like I'm, right? a bit, I'm a bit of a sucker for a rom-com. Like,
2: Notting Hill. Where's the Notting Hills? Where's the Serendipities? Like, The Holiday, I don't know.
1: I have seen either of those. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How can you not watch this? When people are like, I don't watch movies. I'm like, are you dead inside? Like, what's wrong with
0: you? <laughs> what's your rank on Apex Legends?
2: What is that? It's a
0: computer game.
2: Oh God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you never worn Balenciaga skin in Fortnite? <laughs> I do have plenty of Aggie skin in Fortnite.
2: Is that a thing?
0: Uh, it is indeed, yeah. You just get a sporty and rich um, Fortnite collab. Well, we tried to... Who was I it? I don't it? know
2: what Fortnite... I don't understand it.
0: Oh, my God. It's just a video game. Yeah, it's a video game. It's not,
2: like, metaverse-related.
0: No, it's the last one standing. Like, 100 people get dropped onto an island, and you just have to pick up guns and be the last one standing. But it's really... Um, but then you can then you can't go watch Travis Scott concert there as well. Travis Scott did a concert in it. They've just done, like, a Kid Leroy concert. They've had, like, Marshmello. Like, it's, it's really good. Like it's not.
1: I don't know because it's been a yeah, years. Emily's going to go back to Paris and write an email. <laughs> what is Fortnite? Yeah. team? Who <laughs> we chatting about it? it. was either Charles or it was. Um,
0: I think it was Charles. And apparently, to get a Fortnite skin, it's millions. Yeah, it's.
2: You it's, have to pay? Yeah. The brand it, has to pay. Yeah. They don't the pay the brand?
1: huge. It, honestly, uh, it's like. This game makes more than like the Harry Potter, f- Potter franchise.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. And also, the biggest game of all time, Minecraft. I do have a Burberry skin in there. Shut <laughs> so, up. Yeah. They did a Burberry collab, but um, where they release like a few worlds. It's gonna kind of go and explore whatever and a few skin packs and whatever. But yeah, it's, it's massive. And I find it really rogue. But I'm still a sucker for it. I still
1: part cash, real S- cash. So we're not going to see Sporting the Rich on Fortnite anytime soon. Hmm. No metaverse elements. No. But we do have one final question because we've got loads of audience questions and loads of great <coughs> bonus content we want to get done before That's you good. have to go and do your tour of Notting Hill. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So Emily, what one fit would you like to be immortalized in digitally? No, no worry about cost. You know, what is the one thing that you wanna be wearing for the rest of your life?
2: Let's say a white tee. From? Maybe Redone, you know this brand Redone? No. They kind of like take old, like Levi's and repurpose them. Okay. A pair of vintage Levi's, the ones I was talking about. Yep. I would say the 990 V3. Original release of it as well. Original release and maybe like a Chanel jacket.
1: What bag are you taking?
2: Maybe a vintage Kelly. I have this Hermes Kelly bag from like, it's from like the sixties and it's so beat up and worn, but it's super cool. And what watch? This one.
1: Not the Patek?
2: I don't know. I like this one. Okay. And I own it, so.
1: Easy. Nice. Sorted. Simple. Simple. (laughs) That
0: is the outfit check done. Uh, Is anyone hungry for some bonus content? I am.
2: What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck's sake bonus content
2: oh sorry Sweet. <laughs> I don't always understand what you're saying oh Maybe <laughs> do. I don't worry about it, it's fine
0: <laughs> so anyway thank you very much for joining us um, yeah, thanks. this has been the main me. pod um, yeah over to the bonus content I guess happy days